Savage. Hey, what's going on, Savages? How are we? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Fururuli Good to have you here. How are you, one and all? I hope everyone's feeling good and feeling vibesy. Um, are you staying safe? Are you washing your fucking hands? Don't just stop at the hands. Wash your forearms while you're at it. Some of you need to wash your underarms as well. Disgusting people out there. I've seen some of you living in your, your fucking track pants for the last six weeks. Sort your life out. That's what I'm here to tell Hey, you! Sort your life out. I'm not here to shout you. I'm here to bring you joy and happiness and comedy in the form of wonderful guests. But before I introduce her, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you very much to all the new Patreons. We've got a whole load of new people. Emma Bear, thank you very much for becoming a Patreon. Minotaur Pink, you legend. Keely from England. What, Keely? Thank you very much for stumping up. My girlfriend, Amanda Brown, became a podcast supporter. She's only been dating me a year. But she's only just started to enjoy it. So thanks very much, Amanda Brown. I love you. Simo, thank you very much, darling. Overkill Will, thank you for becoming a supporter. Vegetable. What a great username, dude. I love you. Thank you for supporting on Patreon. And Sam R as well. All of you are legends. If you want to be part of the Patreon army, head to patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake. You can donate as little as $5 a month. It goes all the way up to 50 bucks a month. And there are different tiers all the way along with different perks, different kickbacks. Check it out if you're enjoying the podcast. If you've listened to one or more of these 113 episodes so far, that's over 150 hours worth of entertainment for free. Maybe you want to stump up and give five bucks to your boy Jeff Leach. So Papa can compete himself in um, in testicle raises. Now, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much as well to our supporters, CBDeeper.com. If you do like vaping and you do like CBD products, these are the ones for you. CBDeeper, all natural products grown from organic hemp in southern Oregon. All of their wonderful cartridges come with lab tests from CannaSafe, uh, which is one of the FDA-approved lab testing facilities. So you know there's going to be no vitamin E. No heavy metals, no pesticides, only good, natural, organic, sun-grown, southern Oregon hemp with terpenes, which have also been tested as well. All of that is transparent on their website. You can find them up there, cbdeeper.com. If you want to grab their half grams, it's just $15. For a full gram, 25 bucks. that's quite a bit cheaper than the rest of the market standards. Uh, They also have 55% CBD in every cartridge. Again, that's almost three times the normal standard amounts. So go to cbdeeper.com, use code SAVAGE. S-A-V-A-G-E, over at checkout, and you will get yourself an extra 10% off every single order. Right, enough of that business. On to the task at hand. Joining me today, she is as hilarious as she is fashionable. Um, This lady is not just a stand-up comedian, not just a writer, not just a TV host. She's also now a film actress. Joining me today is the wonderful Carly Aquilino. How are you, Carly? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You're great at intros. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. You're really good at it. You know what? You know what? That's very sweet of you to say. Thank you for noticing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You're not the first person to say that. And I know what that is, is that in America, no one in the industry in America, understandably, comedians, peers, whatever, have really any idea or any concept of what I did prior to coming to America. So some people just see me. I kind of know you were a host. Oh, you do know that. Okay. You were a host, right? But that's because, have we discussed that in the time that we've talked maybe 
Maybe, but that's still a skill. That's still a skill. That's that, that doesn't come naturally. Even if you have years of experience doing that for TV, it's very different than doing it like on the radio or on a podcast or something. You're right. They are they are different, unique skill sets. Right, right. What you're saying is a multi-talented, multifaceted. Right, multifaceted, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Well, so are you. To the Thank level you. where is that a scrunchy wrist wristband? I love it. Yes, it is. Wow. Nineties. Yes. Very, very spice girls. Yeah, yeah, very spicy. You were born in 1990. Yeah. You're 30 years old now. I'm turning 30 in November. Yeah. Ooh, you nervous? Um, not really. I'm just like whatever. Uh, it's but it's it gets bad. <laughs> as soon as you turn 30, it all goes wrong. Like you're gonna start thinning for a <laughs> yeah, start. I've heard. That thick Sicilian hair on your head, it's all gonna start going. Right. You're gonna start getting like it's just little balding out. patches. Yeah, yeah. The day I turn 30, it's gonna start. Yeah. And then okay. your, your testicles are going to get like way lower than they normally Low. Yeah, I've heard really that. Low. I've heard that from other 30-year-old Sicilian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. women. So yeah. The moustache like, is going to the next level. You're going oh, well, to start to be able to kill that. Yeah, I mean, that's already too much as it is. So if I might get it. If you don't hit the gym every day, bro, <laughs> you're going to get fat super quick. That's how it works. That's, that's 30, that's 30 for, but I mean, that was, that was my experience of 30, Carly. I don't know what yours will right. be, but it, it, I mean, it's probably <laughs> going to be the same. You know. I'm sure it will. I'm so sure listen, it will. So listen, let's kick it off with some exciting news. You're in uh, this brand new movie, Judd yes. Apatar uh, produced it, directed it. Pete yep. Davidson is the star of the movie. You are one yes. of a, uh, a small group of his nearest and dearest who he wanted to involve in the movie. A load of talented comedians featuring in there, a number of which are friends as well, like yourself and Derek Gaines, etc. Well, first of all, it's like bittersweet, isn't it? Because it's like, congratulations, you're in a fucking Judd Apatow movie. That's a huge thing for your career. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. You're in Pete Davidson, you know, currently one of the most popular young comics out there because, you know, he looks disinterested by everything and that's very sexy and cool in the... (laughs) In, amongst youth culture and you get to be alongside you get to be part of that entourage that crew now that's it now that's what happens look Rachel Feinstein and Amy Schumer right that was a thing right Amy Schumer's here Rachel right. Feinstein one of her good friends she puts her in a few things and then all of a sudden Rachel Feinstein's now a huge fucking household name so you were already yeah. established in TV but now in the movie world with the association of Pete Davidson and yeah, Judd Apatow, this is it. When are we getting the Carly Aquilino movie? But then on the the sweet, that's the sweet, <laughs> but the bitter is that you don't even get to go to your own fucking film premiere. I know, I know. That's like what I've been thinking about too. I am, I am just really excited that it's coming out in some way because yeah. there was a point where, I mean, just I just found out, I think two days ago when they had like released it to the public that it was going to come out on demand. So I was just like, oh, I wonder when this is going to happen. Are they going to wait for this pandemic to be over? And then I thought that's kind of like, I've just been waiting so long for it, I feel like. When did you guys um, shoot? When, when did you actually shoot this movie? Over the summer, last summer. Okay, yeah. So it's been like, oh my God, this is so exciting because it is my first movie and I'm just like so appreciative to Pete and to Judd to let me be a part of it in any mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. So I've been really excited about it. And you picture that in your head. You picture going to the premiere and seeing everybody and bringing of course. your family. And, like, and everyone's taking oh, photos and being like, Carly, 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 Carly. <laughs> Carly, who are you wearing this evening? We could do it now. If you want, we could do a quick premiere now. Well, I was thinking, yeah, maybe on the day of the premiere, I was thinking um, 
doing something, but it would be funny if you did it now because it's like, who are you wearing? Just Hanes. Hanes. Wow. You know? Okay. That's is Hanes, that a- Hanes from head to toe, custom. No, I'm kidding. Nice. From, from it's just a, like- a Chinese designer, I believe. In fact, they're really young. It's a child <laughs> savant. It's a, they're seven years old. They're called Huyang Fat, and they design your outfit, correct? <laughs> it's all hand sewn, exactly. all hand stitched. All hand stitched. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating though, isn't it? Because you're like, I I want to um I want to celebrate this amazing achievement that is a kind of a a, a milestone in my career, and yet you yeah. don't get a chance to do that. But yeah, also, first world problems though, in it still. Right, exactly. Like I can't, you know, I'm still super happy about it. I'm excited that it's coming out. So, and I mean, it coming out on demand is better than you know having to wait even longer, it not coming out until this is all over and stuff like that. So I feel like it's the right thing to do. And I think it's like by far the safe option, you know, because I think when they do start opening movie theaters back up, they're not going to be able to be like full and it's still dangerous and you don't know what's happening. So I'd rather everybody just be able to sit at home and watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to just put a couple of tweets out. Like I, th- I think um, there's a little part of me, I just sent actually, sorry, a text, a WhatsApp group that I'm you know my group of my friends about the fact that even though I loathe with a passion all of these fuck knuckles who are protesting to open their states right immediately like open it let's work let's do this blah 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 blah. Uh, and most of these people don't look like they got jobs like I don't want to be right a, a, a presumptuous scumbag but a lot of these people look like they're probably just sitting at home on welfare anyway, eating fucking Cheetos dust and, you know, pounding big gulps all day long whilst they fucking jerk off the Trump rally videos. But having said that, even though I think they're fucking scumbags and they all deserve to catch corona and die, I also, a little part of me, I get it. I get it. I get, I've, I've hit now six weeks in. I've hit yeah. that point of... Um, the mundane routine has right. really started to take its toll where I'm just like, I just want to fucking, I just want to see my buds. I want to go and have right. dinner with some friends, you know, and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. You really start to appreciate the little things too. I've been thinking that too. Like I go for, I've always gone for like really long walks. I live in Brooklyn. So like, you know, you walk a little bit, you go into a cafe, you walk a little bit, you go into a store, whatever. And then you, go, you whatever. take a run for and a little bit because just... there's some guys chasing you. Right. <laughs> And like, now I just feel like, oh my God, my walks are so boring because I can't go in anywhere. Everything's closed. It's like, I miss like those little just. Yeah, you like little, popping in and buying a little yeah. coffee from the coffee shop and be like, yeah, hey, like and Fabrizio's there. Like, hey, Carly, yes. hey, God, what do you want? The normal. Right. You're like, yeah, I'll get the usual. <laughs> yeah, the normal. Why do you say it the normal, Fabrizio? Right. Because I'm first generation. Okay, <laughs> you have your little coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I miss it. I miss seeing my friends. I miss, I honestly miss seeing my family too. You could make you know? it you more could, than anything. No one's missing seeing their family. That's a lie. You have to I say do. I do. I miss my parents. I miss my parents a lot. And my nephew, he's little, he's seven. Oh, okay. So I miss Fair. them. I love my parents. They're like, I could chill with them all every day. You live near your parents. So you get to see them physically, right? Yeah. So, for me, I say that I've, yeah, of course we're missing family. I'm only jesting, but there's a part of me that actually, I've spoken to and seen, even if it's not physically, my family more over the last six weeks than I have done over the last right. five years. Right. How often do you go back to visit them? Once a year. All in no, oh, okay. they're not all so in you England. You don't see them. My sister you don't and see her. Them anyway. 
Yeah, my sister and my little niece, who's three, they live in New Zealand. My oh, mum lives in London, and my dad lives just outside of London. So actually, when I go back, it's a bit of a pain in the ass to see people, and you know, unless I'm going right, to fly to the other side of the world, seeing my yeah. sister, I do that like every couple of years. So, yeah. but lately, fucking hell, my dad's is just like WhatsApp calling me. <gasps> oh my god, insane. Yeah, my mom keeps calling me on house party. I'm like, can you just FaceTime me? She's like, I, I am. I'm like, you're not. This is house party. It's an app where you <laughs> like, like game with people. All similar technology becomes the same thing. <laughs> I, call, I called you on the phone. Yeah, no, I'm honestly mommy. surprised she can do it. Yeah. And she like called, she FaceTimed me. I had two missed FaceTimes from her the other day. I was like doing the laundry or something. I couldn't answer. And then finally I answer and she's like, I'm sorry. Um, Hi. Uh, and I was like, Ma, you called me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was like, I've been trying to figure out how to answer this for for 10 minutes. I was like, but you were calling me. I didn't answer. But so she it's was like, a, it's a learning experience that's just, for technology she was, for everybody. She was missing you. That was her missing yeah. you. That was her pretending yeah. like she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> no, she would tell me. She'd be like, I miss you. Also, She's this cute. is every, uh, every Zoom or WhatsApp call with my mom or my dad. That's what I've experienced. <laughs> this is that. This is parents on a Zoom call. <laughs> I, I can't hear. Why can't I hear you? I, I can't. Why can't I hear what you? What are they holding? Why oh, the co- I, a coffee cup. Why can't I? Why can't I hear you? No, they're always just always just showing their nose, potentially right. a little bit of their nose, and then just the top of their foreheads. That's all you ever see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think it's nice to connect to your families in that time. I I haven't reached out to many friends beyond the immediate group who we were already in daily light daily dialogue dialogue you know right, what I mean? right. so the groups of friends that you have that you have whatsapp groups with or whatever those people i've still been connecting with right right but i haven't reached out to 95 percent of my friends to say like hey you okay or is your family okay and i i i wondered if that's a normal thing or if i'm being a little yeah i mean selfish I think that's normal or- No, I don't think it's selfish. I think it's normal. I mean, that's the same thing kind of as me. Like I've reached out to my close friends and then I've reached out to like certain people in particular that, you know, like own businesses or, you know, like just like people who I feel like might be taking it a little harder because depending on their situation, I reach out to those types of people, but I'm not like just texting people all day. Cause it's at the end of the day, everybody's going through the same experience. Yeah. So I feel like it's like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. And also, realistically, <laughs> look, if like, if 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 someone, if I hit up one of my friends, I was like, hey, what's going on? How was everyone doing? And they were just like, they were like, oh, okay, everything's fine. I'm, we're all safe. That's pretty much going to be the response from most right, people. Right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I don't need yeah. to know that. And if someone's family member, like their mother, is desperately sick or something, God forbid. But if that was true of someone of my friends, right. I would hope that if that was a case. I would already be aware of it through their social media or right, knowing or, right. but you know, and then you would reach out specifically and be like, yo, ma'am, you know, yeah. how much have you checked that she's done a will? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. All right. So I we're know, losing our minds hard. a little bit. I don't know. I just hit that. It's this, this six week. It's like a, almost like a six week hump. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy I know also. Comedy's taking a fucking weird turn. I did. Uh, have you done any virtual comedy shows yet? No, I haven't. Uh, Are they fun? Um, <laughs> they make me a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, look, if you do it in a in a in a way that is befitting of the medium, right? Right. 
So doing comedy like this, having a chat with another comedian, doing podcast-based stuff, uh, weird little character skits and sketches that are a little bit more loose, almost a bit more like an improv show. I think it has to be a bit more like an improv show or like a sketch show comedy now online. Because if you try and do it just as a stand-up set, like last night I did a stand-up set. I had a little virtual background of a brick wall with you know my name in neon lights at the top right and i had uh i dressed up in my outfit and i had my little i had a, i had this microphone just slightly off camera and then i had a cord mic you know just to pretend like i was hey what's right. going on how are we and even though everyone in the zoom was <laughs> unmuted and you could get laughter there's just that split second delay there's right a lot of nuance of laughter lost there's a lot of people who will be like, you know, especially when those little squares light up on Zoom or House Party or whatever the fuck our pr- programs we're using, you know, you'll get that little moment of like, ah, ha, 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 and then it like cuts out because someone else, their dog farts Coughed. in the background yeah. and it picks up the dog <laughs> fart. So it's a very strange experience. But it actually, I did one last night for um, a b- boss comedy show, a charity, a charity show for life well, that's bags cool. they're called that's like nice feed uh, you know they're currently getting masks for kids in india and stuff like that who where they can't afford to wow have that's them. really nice yeah and it, it was actually fun it was a fun show but it made me so desperate to get back onto a comedy club stage i know i've been missing it too it's just like it i th- i agree with you where it's like if it's like a talk talking format like how we're just sitting talking or a talk show format something like that where it's a group of people um and improv types of stuff i get it but mm-hmm. i feel like the most exciting part of doing stand-up is feeling that energy right. and working with that like you can feel the crowd you really can so without having people right in front of you and on top of that having like a delay <laughs> in the microphone and also the fact that not everyone's laughter or murmurs or cheers can be heard at the same time in an equal measure you know yeah 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 yeah. I feel like even working in a comedy club and their their mic is cutting in and out is extremely difficult the best way for it to work would be honestly would be having you need to have your quarantine buddy be given a quick 101 in audio production right because I could literally load up. I could do this broadcast and I could load up background laughter, right. a constant loop of background laughter. Right. And like have them on little fire off buttons. Do you know what I mean? Like Three a fire off buttons. Yeah, yeah. So you have like a small laugh, chuckle, you know, applause, and then big laugh. Right. And you need someone like kind of. <laughs> that would <laughs> actually be really. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You need someone firing right. that shit off. That would be a really funny sketch. Just like somebody who has a laugh track on their computer and is like crushing. <laughs> yeah, but re- like really too, bombing. Like doing too well. Yeah. Yeah. Just fu- really and, and really loving it, believing the hype. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that's that's how someone like Chris D'Elia sees every set inside his head, irrespective of what happens outside anyway. Why? I don't know. He just has that kind of... Uh, He's so silly. I love him. Oh, yeah? I, don't know. I I do. I think he's so silly. I love his podcast too. I liked it, and then um, I, I have I have issue with him. He was meant to come on this podcast, and then did this whole back and forth over Twitter DMs trying to arrange a date. Blah 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 blah. I'm being a bit aloof, and I understand he's a busy guy. Like I get I get busy people. I know celebrities yeah. who are busy on TV, right? I get right. that because at one point that was me in England, 
And I understand right. that you can't respond to everyone. You can't get back to everyone's request. You can't blah, blah, blah. But also, I also understand that when you're in that position and when you know a peer in your industry is maybe not at the same level of you as you in terms of their notoriety or fame or status in the industry. If yeah. you know they've got like they're legit and they've done stuff and they're at the good venues and whatnot, I right. afford them a level of response and respect that um, that I might not give to the random guy who hits me up and goes, hey, do you want to be on my podcast about cheese? Right, right. So... Yeah, and this motherfucker, the last contact we had was him going, hey, I'm going to, yeah, sorry I missed this. Uh, I didn't even see these messages. I'm going to check my diary tonight on that date. Uh, I'll get. I'll, I'll let you know a bit later on. No response. And then like two days later, I gave him a little nudge and then no response. And then a few yeah. days later, I was like, hey, man, are you cool? What's going on? And no response. And at that point, I just go, oh, you're just either you don't know how to say no, which I yeah. don't think is true of someone like that, or you're a bitch i think that he probably doesn't know how to say no and he doesn't want to like nah it's really really i don't think I, that's the case i think he just enjoys maybe, hazing honestly, maybe he in, enjoys just... hazing other comedians especially someone like me i think there's a little something about there's been too many similarities drawn since I cut my fucking hair now. Uh, it went from, hey, Russell Brand to, hey, Chris D'Elia, like um, English Chris D'Elia. And like, I get that. That's fine. That's not a, an insult to me. They're, they're both very successful comedians. I'm very happy with that. Great. But yeah. I think if you are the comedian, in the same way that Russell Brand was a fucking cunt to me, I'm like, oh, I wonder I if Chris D'Elia was I love Russell Brand. Have you met him? <laughs> No. Oh, he's a oh piece my God. of shit. He's a two-faced. I saw and him. I saw him once. Is that like meeting someone? I saw him actually in London. No, no, it's not. I don't know that's if you've not, ever heard not, of London. That doesn't constitute meeting them. Yeah, it's a oh, country. Were you, were you ever in London? <laughs> you love talking about your London trip. It's a full country. Um, it's my home country. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I saw him once, and I was like, oh my God, I love him. I'm upset that you don't. We don't like the same people. Well, that's not true because we like a lot of the same people. I just specifically think that Russell Brand is an abhorrent cunt because I know that firsthand, and I have at least the sense. I don't know this about him, but the sense that Delia might be the kind of guy who likes to try and haze other comics because if he feels threatened in any way, shape, or form. I think that's who he is. I don't think he's just anyone who's that overtly confident. Um, and even their character, their comedy character, is constantly uh, um, dismissing the concept that they have any insecurities whatsoever, and actually they're the most secure and the most, like, you know, it's like his his whole shtick is very much like, hey, bro, I am what I am, bro, and if you don't like it, uh, that's your issue. Get fuck it, get fucked, yeah. I'm like, all confident, all rage, the best, the funniest, Fuck you. I make my jokes. No apologies. Suck my dick balls. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Eh. Fumina, fumina, humina. Shumina, shumina, mumina. It's like, all right, Bieber and some Eminem videos are the, the construct of your career. Let's not oversell it, first of all. Secondly, don't do that. Don't haze people. Don't fucking ignore people. Burt Kreischer did it as well. And I thought Burt Kreischer wasn't like that. But I think maybe this is just an LA comic thing. Maybe LA comics are just... Yeah. Maybe people, I mean, I always like to see the, like, 
good in people and always think like maybe they maybe he's just super busy or maybe he could nah 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 nah, nah. fuck right off carly you uh when you were on girl code um and that show was incredibly successful and had a huge fan base a huge following i know a lot of work yeah. for yourself and like jesse may and Schultzy and other people who are on mtv's girl and guy code that was a great uh a great career booster right and it was a great uh great right, fan right. base builder of course yeah you were inundated. I know. I already know this about you. You would have been inundated with offers and can you do this and would you like to come to this event and let's do that when all of these things are happening and all this excitement in your career. And right. during that time, it doesn't matter how fucking busy you are, you still read the DMs. You still check the messages. You saw the emails. And if it was yeah. someone on your, at least on your level or professionally somewhere near you, you would respond. I know because I did the same thing. If another TV presenter, yeah. TV host, or a celebrity on TV who I knew or had a no, uh, was aware of was like, hey, man, do you want to do a thing? Or could you want to meet up? Or could you... Arrange? Right. I'd be like, yeah, dude, let me have a look. Boom, boom, boom. I can do now. But if... Like, the, 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 the complete and utter dismissal after opening up the conversation. I just feel like... Just don't be yeah. full of shit, man. Just don't be full of shit. Either go, yeah. yo, dude, I'm so sorry, man. I don't really do podcasts or comics I don't know. I go like completely respect that uh one day one day we'll perform together and uh and maybe after that you'll want to you know if we have a hangout maybe you want to do it until then best of luck to you i would respect that more than yeah yeah, dude i'm really up for it uh yeah 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 uh what what dates what dates and i send some dates and then two weeks go by he doesn't respond i'm like hey man any chance on those days oh sorry i didn't see these messages uh you know what i'm gonna check my diary right now when i go home and i'm gonna give you a shout in an hour okay nothing two days nothing three days nothing it's like it's like now fuck off what you did is you're either in terribly poor at arranging your schedule or you're just full of shit. Anyway, sorry, I didn't, this didn't intend to be a rant. I think I'm just having a day. <laughs> just having a day. The quarantine's getting to you. It's just very fucking frustrating. <laughs> it's very frustrating, you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, I've been there. I mean, that's like a part of the, that's a, unfortunately it's a part of like trying to book people to do anything, book comedy shows, you know, book something like this, a podcast, a Zoom, you know, whatever. I think that that has a lot, it happens unless you know? though something big happens like there's something serious like a family illness or some kind of also if someone hits me and goes yo and i'm sure you're the same when you've had guests drop out and you if they drop out a last minute or whatever if they say listen a big tv thing came up and i gotta do it you're never gonna feel bad yeah yeah point. yeah hey my mum's ill i gotta look after her. my girlfriend's really sick i can't leave that you know whatever okay yeah. i get it but start in the conversation and then just disappearing from the conversation yeah makes you a fucking scumbag in my opinion <laughs> so fuck delia and fuck Kreischer. i like them i will i'm say. sure they're nice people to hang out with but <laughs> fuck them professionally like fuck them all right well fuck that shit that's gonna help me in it that's gonna help me in la comedy scene i <laughs> i tell you who i do like you i like you i think you're thank great. you how thank the fuck you. did you end up in comedy you look well too balanced I um I'm too well balanced well I obviously start out the same way everybody else does just like doing open mics and um no 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 before that why on earth did a woman (laughs) who is bright and attractive and seems well balanced end up desperately needing to validate her pathetic existence on stage for a room full of strangers (laughs) um well do you want to know my real story so right before I had started doing stand up, 
I, well, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I started like, I went to beauty school when I was like a kid, when I was like 14, 15 years old. Cause I could go during high school. Cause I like went to a special, you know, whatever. Um, so I was a hairdresser and that was going to be my plan, but I always wanted to try comedy and do stand up and stuff. And I worked at a bunch of salons in New York city, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I ended up getting sick and I had to get spine surgery. Um, so I was completely out of commission for like a year. Um, because I had a disc removed in my spine and it obviously totally fucks you up. And were you I had like, lay, were you laid, laid up for that period of time? Yeah. Wow. yeah, for, for most of it, you know, towards, you can kind of start depending on how quickly or, you know, it takes you to heal. You can kind of start getting up and kind of moving around and, you know, eventually you could shower and all that stuff by yourself. My poor, you know, my mom, I always am like, God bless her because holy shit, she really like had to give a grown woman a shower for a long time. She had time. to sponge bath your food. She had to, <laughs> she had to really, you know, she, she helped a lot. You know, there's nothing, there's no love like a mom, honestly. I mean, most um, of us love our mums for wiping our ass for the first few years of our life. But right, you... but not when you're 20. Not when you're 20. It's a whole different type of love. That's why I miss them so much. Whole different I, type I of shit as well, for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... After that had happened, I was like, I couldn't do hair anymore because I couldn't stand up on my feet all day anymore. Um, it would have just been too much like stress on my back. So I would, got a job as a receptionist. You know, I had no college education. I couldn't really get a job anywhere. I got a job as a receptionist and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to do stand up. I've always wanted to do it. And that was like kind of the last thing that, that really pushed me into that world, you know, cause I was like, whatever I have the time now I'm not working nights I'm not working weekends I'm just you was know, it I also a little part of you after not being able to um like you say stand and use your body and be very physical right for a period of time did that make you go all right now that I've got this back I'm putting it to full use I'm gonna put it yeah to full exactly it was just like I have to do I, I want to try something and if I try it and I end up hating it then whatever I can at least say that I did it and I didn't like it I learned mm -hmm. from something um but yeah, I ended up really liking it. And that was like the thing that really pushed me into doing it. If that never, I also think I wanted to find like a purpose. Like I wanted to find a purpose for that pain that I was in and not being, you know, and being kind of like laid up. It felt like my life was just at such a halt. So I was like, something positive has to come out of this. And I think I was like searching for that as well. Just like, you know, I can't just, I have to try something new, you know, and, and I would, would have probably never done stand up if I never had that experience, honestly. Do you think you found your voice is, is your, is, is Carly Aquilino's voice completely formed as a comedian yet? And I don't mean completely developed because if a good comic continues to, to develop as a personality all the way right. through their life. However, you know what I'm talking about the moment where you find clarity of voice where effectively you should be able to stand on the stage and someone in the audience can go hey tell us about the last time you took your car to the car wash and you should be able to make that funny because the voice of Carly Aquilino is so deeply entrenched in you in terms of your comedy voice do you think yeah. you found that yet um I think that there's always like you said like you always want to get better and grow I've We'll also say like, I've noticed a huge, since obviously, since I first started, you become so much more comfortable and so much more like, you know, with any situation that might be thrown at you on stage, you just are like, 
you have more confidence in that you can handle it. Like if someone were to heckle you when you're a few months into do, doing standup, your whole life is sh shattered, <laughs> you know? At least for me, I was like, I would just ignore it. I wouldn't say anything to people that were oh. like being assholes when I was on right, stage. Right, right, right. But now you can handle it, you know how to do it, and you know how to kind of um, do it to the point where the crowd's not gonna be mad at you. Sure. You know, cause it's easy to come off if you hear somebody heckling you, you could say something actually really, really mean. And then the crowd is like, "Yo, that was kind of nasty. Sure, sure, yeah. You know? So it's nice to have like a balance between that too. And I think I've kind of learned that. How many, I don't how like, many years in are you? Um, 10. Same. Well, I, almost 10, year, 10 yeah. My 10 year anniversary just happened about two Oh, nice. Um, I don't think I found mine yet, completely. Yeah, I think that there's always room to kind of grow. Even- Growth you know, though, growth and voice are different things. I think as an individual, look, as an as a human, you should continue to grow and continue to change. The best the best humans I know in the world who are the most inspiring humans I know. I got a buddy called Spider, right? And he's 69, wow, 69 Spider. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got big tattoos all up his neck and con That's all over so his hands cool. and up his arms. He's a tattoo artist. He rides Harleys. He was riding Harleys when he was like 10 years old. He's like <laughs> he's a fucking but even though he's this big bearded, you know, tattoos all up his fucking neck and all over his hands and biker, you know, lives the biker lifestyle all over. Yeah. White guy. He, what he isn't is an old racist fucking, you know, uh, conservative, uh, right. you know, fucking like nut job. He doesn't ad adhere to any of the stereotypes that his right, aesthetic right. and his cult. He's, there's a man who has continued to evolve every year, right? Yeah. And that's how I want to be. I want to continue to grow and become better and better every year. However, that's you as a person. And I think a comedian's voice, even though the person will continue to grow and develop, and obviously that will have a massive effect on the 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 content that you that you talk about on stage, the voice, just, just being so fucking tapped in to how you see the world and how you want to talk about the world. And it is is a very specific thing. Chappelle can get up and talk about anything right right and even if you don't like Chappelle even if you don't like his comedy it's not subjectively for you his humor you can't deny that he has the most perfect like perfect clarity of voice when he yeah. speaks about things you don't at any point dismiss or mistrust what he's saying as being exactly how he feels about it you know what I mean right right I yeah you respect him you respect the way that he just goes up I mean that's not an easy thing to do to talk about the things he talks about and to and to share his opinion on certain things. But even if it's something, he's one of those people that has that, where it's like, even if it's something you might not necessarily agree with, you still respect him um, and just like appreciate how good he is at what mm -hmm. he does. There's nobody that can do it like that. And I wonder how much of that is his clarity of voice, how much of that is his status as a celebrity and with the amount of fame and leverage that brings, which it does, you know. I've watched audiences laugh at comedians' first five minutes when they haven't even made a fucking joke or they haven't, or they've done right. nothing. And people right, are like, right. ah, fucking ah! Because they're you know? excited to see them, ah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. so you know? And then, uh, so how much, you know, it, it really gets broken down as you get more and more, more and more established within your own career path it makes sense that you're going to be afforded more room to fuck up actually 
Right, right. Yeah. I think somebody like Chappelle, the reason why he is who he is, is because he's kind of always had that way about him where he's like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And if you don't like it, I, that's, you know, sorry, yeah. but that's not my problem. That's the type of person he's always been from the beginning. So I think that that actually is a part of him and his personality and something that people look forward to. It's just like a part of his act. It's a part of him. So I think that that's a but reason still why he's so special. Still took yeah, development. Yeah, of course, even, of course. Even you grow Louis over CK, time. You know, you look at his yeah, like grow, early right. shit and Chappelle's early shit. If you find those videos, they, they're not as good. You don't trust them as much. You don't believe them as much. They clearly they're telling jokes rather than inhabiting their voice, you know. And um, I just wondered because at ten years in, we, you and I would both be. We're not. We're not probably considered. You know, we're not old stalwarts of the comedy c- no, community. Yeah, but Still ten have years a lot in, more time to go. Yeah, sure. But ten years in is no joke. It's a solid amount of. It's a solid chunk of time that you've invested into this pursuit. It affords you. Um, a level of respect from your peers, I think, and your colleagues, because you've clearly dedicated yourself and you've done well. And then also as a kickback to that as well, you go 10 years in, where am I at? I'm making fucking a movie with Judd Apatow. I'm, I'm, I've been on numerous TV shows. I've got a fucking podcast that's very successful. You know, like you look at things and go, okay, this is all right. I'm doing all right. Right. Um, But we also know, you and I, that within the comedy profession, like 10 years in, we're still kind of babies, like in terms of finding... Yeah, of course. I mean, like you're saying, like, look at Chappelle and Louis from when they had first started and they weren't as good. Of course not. Now they have 20 more years of experience. You know, you you grow as a comic every year and you find your voice more and more the longer you do it. So, yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, 10 years is it's not nothing, but it's not like a veteran, you know, especially with something like the coronavirus and the quarantine that we're experiencing right now, this pandemic as a whole, are there are there ever any moments when you honestly have sat down and gone, sure, comedy's doing all right. It's going well. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm keeping a roof over my head. Things are great. But what can my life have been like if I had developed one of my other passions you know what I mean do you ever sit down and really and really get lost in the romanticism of I wonder what life would be like if I didn't need and I and I I, I, I'm sorry to lay this out there because I think I I do think every performer even if they're very shy and they don't necessarily love the limelight there is a part of being a performer that is inherently um egotistical and uh, drawn towards the right. adoration of complete strangers, and that's a little fucked. That's a little. That's a searching for love where it was lacking. Right. Element, I think that's you know? also. I I think that you could like say that about just all art, not even just all performers. You know, I think like art is like that too. You know, but you want to share it with people. Look, you want people to painter. see it. You yeah, want but if you're a like painter, it. if you're a painter, you can put that out there and people can uh, appreciate it or not appreciate it, whatever way they see fit. And you never need the visual or the immediate um, uh, oh, review about, of your right, work. Right, Whereas right. as a comedian, we very much go, here's the thing. Please find right. it funny. And if people find it funny, you go, yes, I yeah, am worthy. Right, Whereas, instant you know gratification. I mean? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Which is um, only really true of... Uh, predominantly right comics and actors i mean like you know we're the worst and, <laughs> and also hip-hop dance for some reason they do a lot of that don't they a lot of videos like 
<laughs> Yo, smash like and oh, subscribe. Especially right now. I'm Woo! like, if I see one more person break dancing in their living room. You know what I did want to do? Yeah. I have an idea. Hmm. And uh, right. maybe I should do it. You know those little videos that have been going around? I think a lot of them are on TikTok or whatever, but it's like they'll do like a mashup video. So like stuntmen in quarantine. So quarantine stuntmen. So it'll be yeah. like a quick video where everyone does like a two second thing of like getting punched and then ah, punching the camera and then it skips to the next guy and then yeah, it skips yeah. to the next girl and then blah, blah, blah. Or uh, I saw one recently of some, some fucking chicks trying on prom dress looks throughout the decades. And oh, I saw that, yeah. They got it completely wrong. None of them were right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those girls, that was definitely a Becky and a Rachel. And they oh, were- Oh, for sure. They were just yeah. like, oh my God, let's do this. Let's do it. TikTok. Right. And I bet it's had 7 million views because hot white chicks on TikTok, whatever. Anyway. But it's also, it's gotten a lot of views because it's so cringy. So cringe. There's like a, a, I saw a lot of comments on it. A lot of people were retweeting it. And I'm like, nobody's- like talking about this in a positive way, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, but God no, bless. No one's going. Yeah, God you did bless, it, girls. Whatever. You did whatever it. it takes, right? Um, I thought we could do one. A I want to do a comedians one. Where I'm going to hit yeah. up a load of comedians. I'm going I'm to I'm send you to where everyone should just tell one line of a gag, and then I'm going to take all those lines and try and fit them together. Oh, that's make... interesting. You know, you could do that where like you say the first line and then you set you send it to the next person. Exactly, yeah. Add to this. It's it's to an old improv. It's an old improv game. It's an improv yeah, game. One line, so one line, cool. one line story where everyone does right. that, you know. Once upon a time. Oh man, blah blah blah. You know, like and right. but I think we could do that with a gag, do you know, with a series of gags. Or even funny is to take all my favorite comedians and grab one line of one of their favorite gags from each of them. Right, right. And then, like, give me a punchline. Give me one. Give me actually, if get people to tell one bit of material and then cut. It's a real yeah. edit job, but cut like bits yeah. of their material together. I think to that's make a good idea. Could be funny. Could yeah. Be funny. But then for what? What happens? Then like, I post <laughs> it out. That video, right. if it does well, it gets let's say a million mm. views. A million views on a video. Guess right. what comes out of that? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No monetary gain. No also, hundreds of thousands of followers. Right. It would take none you, of that shit. I mean, days. so long to edit Days. It. Yeah. Can you imagine just getting I mean, the fucking days. gags out of the comedians? No. I mean, let's be honest. Burt Kreischer and Chris D'Elia are never going to get back to me, are they? No, they're not. They're not. You know? Which is just as well. <laughs> they got no gags. I jokes. I'm joking. I'm joking. I like how diplomatic you've been throughout this entire thing, by the way. My little rant at the beginning and my little mo jokes then. Everything I I've don't, said about them. Um, I don't like, say... Just in general, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I mean, no, everybody, I know, I know. you know, can say whatever they want to say. I just don't. Um, I never have. I don't say bad things about people. Anybody, not even just comics. Like I just don't. I don't like to put that energy out. That's. You know? I mean, that's why you're successful in this country. I'm not. <laughs> I just try and give good because then you get good back. Well, yeah. And, I don't know. It's yes. Whole yes. Yes. You know what bit. I'm going to say. It's no, like, but you know. but yes, a little bit. Yes, yeah. I believe that if no one has ever done any harm to you, keep their fucking name out of your mouth. Like, don't fucking shit talk of people. Of course, who, like, yeah, that, yeah, That's yeah. not cool. However, <laughs> if you personally <laughs> try and make me feel like a fucking worthless douchebag. Yeah. With your... I don't think he was trying. I don't think that... The message is a scene. Yeah, all right. Well, like, maybe he just didn't know how to say no. No, 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 he, no. Nah. He's a fully grown man. Both of them are fully grown men. He's grow up. 
anyway but like that's that's really where it comes down i, I think there's you got you got everyone needs to know their lines right their lines of behavior i yeah. think it's a good way to live um how are you spreading positivity to other people right now i mean you're doing obviously your podcast um yeah i'm doing my podcast i've been trying to donate to certain organizations i've been answering you know i've been like reaching out to people that have like dm'd me and stuff like that like if they're going through a hard time i've been trying to like keep in closer contact with people who um even if i don't know them in person i feel like you know if they followed me for a long time and you talk chit chat back and forth i've been trying to keep up more with because i'm bad at looking through my dms sometimes depending you know sometimes i just don't look at them but i've been trying to be like a little more active and i know that that's like bitch that's how you're spreading joy i don't think that i'm like beyonce i don't think that i'm you know whatever but i think that there's a beyonce inside each and every one of us (laughs) i think small gestures mean a lot and it's nice to just keep in touch with certain people you know and say hi I think um, uh, you brought up an interesting point there, which is like even people that you don't know reach out to you. Um, this is certainly, <laughs> I've certain no, 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 I'm saying this is, I've certainly experienced this and I'm, I'm assuming you have too. And I'm assuming actually a lot of performers and especially comics, because it's such a personal medium of telling your most right. personal stories to a room of strangers, room full of strangers and going like, I'm sharing this with you because I think we need to bond over this experience or we could all learn something from this or right. this needs to be mocked and ridiculed so we can grow out of it. Right. Or you could relate to it. Absolutely. I think that that's like a and empathize. part of it too. Right. Relate to it. We've, we've all kind of like been through the same type of thing. So there is a connection there with people who either watch stand up or listen to your podcast. There's like a connection there that's really special, I think. Absolutely. And what I was going to ask is I wonder if you... Do you get very often messages from fans, from supporters, literally their opening message? You know, if they send you a DM, I don't know if your Instagram and Twitter DMs are open like mine are, but you'll get yeah, a message in your other folder and it'll be like, it'll be like, hey, how are you? Um, I just want to say I really love the podcast. Uh, I have been suffering with depression for a long time or I, you know, tried to commit right. suicide. And it will be very emotionally present and open from the off from the first message which by the way i commend i like that i commend people who can do that and i think that if you've reached a place in your life where you can share that openly right that's a yeah, wonderful that's, place to be that's admirable to be that vulnerable to, to people yeah but and there is a but <laughs> with prominence and with platform comes a large wealth of those kind of messages yeah like i've just experienced over the last couple of weeks with my live streams um more than one person talking about suicide depression and i think maybe because i talk very openly about suffering from depression i understand the reason for it but at certain point how do you as a performer learn the art of saying no and i'm not talking about saying no to a podcast appearance i mean like be reaching a point where you go i you need to is there a point where you have to say listen i'm a comedian And I I love that my comedy has helped you, but I'm not a therapist. And if you are genuinely feeling this kind of way, you need to be someone professionally, you know, like. Yeah, I always like I'll listen, but I always will. I always suggest going to therapy for everybody. I think everybody should go to therapy. If, If even if you feel like you're not going through something, oh, my God, I'm having a crisis. I think it's so helpful to go and just talk to somebody that has an unbiased opinion 
you know, it isn't your friend, isn't your mom, is it like someone close to you in your life that can listen to you? And sometimes like, even if they don't say anything, just saying it and getting it out, it's like, oh, it's the best feeling ever. Very therapeutic, so I always, yeah. yeah, if somebody reaches out to me, like I don't take that stuff kind of lightly. Um, and I'm not saying it happens all the time, you know, but it happens. And I think like lately I've been getting a little bit more messages um, in that nature. And if I ever see them, I always like, like chit chat a little bit. And I always recommend like, go see a therapist, just get this off your chest and whatever. Because at the end of the day, I can't, you know, I wasn't trained in how to help people. I think that just communicating and being nice and kind of like spreading that positivity is good. And, but it's, that's like the only thing I really know. I mean, I didn't go to school to be a doctor, you know? So I always am like, you should go, go talk to somebody, you know, if you need help, because I think it's so important. I really do. It's such an interesting, uh, an interesting person in, 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 in an individual's life who is undergoing some serious mental health issues. It's an interesting choice of person to reach out and open up to a comedian because we are don't get me wrong some of us are better listeners than others a lot of us have a lot of time and empathy for our fellow human beings some don't but we specifically talk about ourselves on stage not other people for the most part so actually to reach out to comedian almost is like a bit of an oxymoron you know oh I need someone to listen to me talk about my problems let me go and talk to a professional talker of their own problems well, I think um, you're, I, I totally get what you're saying. I think with me specifically, it's like, I did, like I had started off my career doing that show Girl Code where we're giving advice to people, right? And now that's very much what my podcast is now, Secret Keepers Club. So it's like people reach out with their relationship. You know, you've been on it, like relationship problems or friend problems or family problems. And I kind of will just give like my advice. Am I a professional at this? No, but just like, I kind of think of it as like, I'm giving you advice as like your best friend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's kind of how I look at it. Not as a professional, but um, you know, I always am like, take, take everything I say with a grain of salt, but I'm trying here, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, So I think that that's why they might um, people might have that kind of like specific connection maybe to me in that way. But also we put a lot, I think on a more general sense, I think a lot of people, the average Joe puts a lot of stock in the, beliefs and wisdom of celebrities they admire so if you're a public figure of any kind you know i'm not gonna start labeling us with a celebrity um bracket you know but but public figure someone who's who's an entertainer for a living entertainer yeah entertainers you know there is something about there's something about that that power of oration and um eloquence that instills belief in people Mm-hmm. Even just a like, look for instance, Brit, a British voice. If you're on a, a plane, right, and it's uh, you know people are panicking because something's it's got really bad turbulence and someone's shit just got thrown out and people starting to scream and blah blah blah. Right. If you had to hear a voice commanding everyone to calm down and everyone needs to stay in their scene, blah blah blah. What voice do you want to hear? Right. I'm going to give you two options. Okay. So this is the first okay. voice you hear over the tannoy. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're panicking right now, and it's a real scary situation. I just got to say, you got to sit down. You got to stay with your seatbelts on. Come on, people. It's not good to panic. Do you want that voice, or would you like this voice? Ladies and gentlemen, I understand you're rather worried right now, 
But please, it is imperative that you stay seated with your seatbelts fastened, or you could undergo some serious damage. Please calm down, stay in your seats, and we shall get through this together. Like, one of those voices instills confidence, yeah. right? Right. I, I mean, that, that second one is, it's almost empowering. It makes you want the plane to go down, yeah. you know? You, because you, you know that guy is going to jump in the fucking cockpit and knock someone out and just fly it back up <laughs> and <laughs> fix, the, <laughs> fix the crash. Yes. I'm gonna, yes. That it's guy's going to He's going to get a carabiner. He's going to hook it on his belt and use the rope and hook that to like the fattest tourist in the first class right. and he ties it round him and then he's going to open up the door and dive out and he goes to the fucking engine and he fucking right. fixes the engine and then and pulls he himself fixes back it. in. And he like personally whirls the propellers. There you go. And when the plane lands, when the plane lands safely, he fucking he he like jumps off the wing of the plane and just goes right. That was some first class service, and then walks <laughs> off into a sunset. And as he walks away, the plane explodes behind him, and he doesn't even right. look back. And all the passengers die. All dead. <laughs> but they're happy because you know so really they trust he's not him. a good person, right? He's he's, not, he's just saving himself, but he's at not what a cost? great person, but right. he's heroic. Right, right. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? And I think there's something about that for celebrity culture, entertainers, anyone who's managed to find some kind of media prominence for something. People immediately go, well, they must know something. They must know something. Which, if I've learned anything over the... Actually, I mean, I'd be, I only do stand-up 10 years, but like, let's say the 12 years of entertainment, TV and performance and all that. Right. If I've learned anything, it's that most fucking entertainers are some of the most single-minded entities on the planet. They see right. things very much only from their point of view. Um, I will say I um, have like, there's definitely, if I've tweeted somebody or whatever and they get back to me, it's definitely made my day. Like who? Who's got, who got you most excited when they got, you got a response? Um, Wait, the let me, Rock. The Rock messaged you back. He he responded to my tweet. He's responded to my tweets. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, tweets like, I plural. Used to, I used to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, can I just show you? Oh my god. Wow! Look how excited she got. This is how excited you got about talking about the this rock. This is my He's phone case. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He seems I've like always loved um, him. He seems really nice. Um, not and, when he was younger. Not when he was younger. I mean, he was. He was yes, like, when he was, was younger. I love him. No, he, no, no. He was a criminal when he was younger. Can we not talk about him in a negative way? I love Carly, him. Carly, Carly, he I don't know anything about talks this. talks about when he was a young man, he was caught up in a lot of criminal behavior. Okay, but look at that smile. When he's smiling at you, but when he's holding a fucking metal he's pole. He's my baby. He's my baby. But no, he I don't want to say, like a, I'm not saying anything negative about Dwayne. It's no, not no, 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 relax, relax. I'm not going to shit on The Rock. The Rock comes you off can. to me. He actually comes off to me like the kind of guy I like to hang out with because he's very alpha. He's very funny. He seems to be very like a, a, a bull buster and like kind of but jovial and can take a joke himself. But right. also he's the kind of guy I like because he was a criminal because he was, he had a darker place in his life and has now acknowledged, yo, I was a bit of a fucking douchebag in a number of different ways. And That's I why we love aspire him. to be better every time, every year now. I want to hit the end of the year and go, am I a better person than I was last year? If the answer right. is yes, I'm on the right path. So I like him for that reason very much. 
Right. Um, I love him. He's my first ever crush. He's the first guy I ever had a crush on when I was oh, yeah? a kid. And I watched him on, at the time it was WWF, World World Wrestling Federation. Oh, I remember. And I yeah. loved him. And he was so damn cute. Um, in his little, you know, outfits. His little and tiny Euro shorts, his little spandex shorts. Yeah, he was my first ever crush. So I've been, I mean, I haven't tweeted him in in like years, I would say. You've been a rock but, uh, for The Rock for longer oh, than Oh, I've been know. his rock, yes. I've been his rock, yes. And he responded to a number of your tweets, which means he, if he wasn't married with a child, then he'd probably want to. I think he was just being nice. I think he's just one of those people that's like a nice guy. He does respond to a lot of people. He's like strangely very good at responding to people on Twitter. I've seen it. What did he say Witness to you? Trust me, me, I would love to feel like the special one. What was the uh, what was the back and forth? What did what, what how did you Um it happened to... a few times. Um I don't remember right off the top of my head. I would um I don't know. Do you think if you didn't I, have I used to I have some um t- I remember I think the last time we talked like on Twitter um it was like I had a I have some action figures of him mm-hmm. um, and I think I tweeted about them and, and he saw them and responded, I think maybe with my dog or something. I don't remember. It was something, something like that with the action figures of him. And what was his response? Was it just very like, Hey, this is cool. Nice. Yeah. Or was it, was or was it like, nice. yeah, I like that support, <laughs> baby. I used to see. Yeah, I know. See, look, you get really I my clumsy. Microphone three, I dropped my microphone too many times. Uh, every to be time, fair, it is on a shoebox. Every time I talk about The Rock sturdy. having some kind of sensual interest in you. There you go. See, look, I just had yeah. to say it. Is my... F- okay, you know what? Why am I getting in trouble? Okay what, what the, what the no, fuck did I'm I do? I'm mad at the mic. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. I think it's okay now. <laughs> You're so Sicilian. I love that. Oh no! It's just gonna just hold it, just hold it. There you go. Oh, I hate that. holding it because then it sounds. I mean, it, we've got three just minutes don't talk left. Don't about the it's rock right. anymore. It's, it's 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 it gets me all riled up, and then I break my microphone. Fair. <laughs> I get it. I understand that. Look, we're all guilty of admiring certain people. Like I, I, I. Who is somebody that you admire that you would freak out if they ever contacted? I you? don't freak out. I never. Yes. I never freak out. There has to be somebody. Nope. Nope. I'm not going to freak what, out. What fun is that? I don't freak out. I get, ex- I, like, don't get me wrong. I get, I can be excited. Like I, I, I've, I have, um, I have a friendship with uh, an actor who I won't say his name because I don't want to, that's not the nature of our friendship. It's a real friendship. Right. Um, but he's a very, very, very successful and very famous and, and, he um he and I met through a mutual friend on a motorcycling day out. We went ride some motorcycles. Oh, that's cool. And he happened to be the other guy. And then we ended up, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And I'm not going to lie. There was definitely a part of me that was like, this is very cool. After the motorcycle day, me and him went to a Korean spa and had mm. like sat around like old men in a fucking sauna and a jacuzzi with our balls out. Oh, that's so, like, so cool. I'm seeing yeah. this, dude's, this dude's dick on the first day of meeting him. That's, that's right. a turn up for the books. I mean, and that's then, special. And then we went to his his cigar club in Beverly Hills, and we had cigars from this. And his his box for his cigars in this aerated room is right next to um, uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone's box. And oh, then, uh, that's and then, uh, cool! Over here is Robert De Niro's, and he was showing me. He was like, "Look, there you go. There's there's Bobby's, and there's fucking you know Slides." And I'm like, "This is very cool." And we had a cigar. That's and a, very cool. Yeah, that was cool. And um. 
I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't get excited by that. But I got excited in the sense I go, I really admire this man's work. And now I'm getting to have a little personal conversation with him. And that's just, that's inspiring to me. But I wasn't like, right. ah! And also... Oh, I would do that with, I would do that with, I mean, pretty much anybody. Who would I freak out about? I... Who's someone you liked when you were a kid? A, an artist, a musician, a band? When I was maybe, a kid, that you I was were fucking obsessed with. You weren't Michael obsessed Jackson, with anybody. Michael Jackson. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson. Yeah, but you he's had a to fuck- be at least obsessed with Michael Jackson. But he's a nonce. He's a fucking nonce. I don't care even whether he fucked those kids or not. No thirty or forty year old man should be sleeping. In no, a bed no, you're right. With other people's children. So yeah, you're right. So all of my ass, uh, respect and admiration for him as a musician, right. incredible. But as a person. I wouldn't have wanted to meet him or hang out with him. What about like, did you have new kids on the block? Yeah, we were more Spice no, Girls and yeah, we had Spice Girls and Take That. Take That was our new kids on the block. What about Blur? Oh yeah, I like Blur, but you I you definitely I, liked Blur. I did like Blur, and actually, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, uh fucking Damon Albarn, the lead singer of Blur, who is also mm-hmm. the Gorillas. Right. He, um, I went to his, but I went to a house party. It's uh, like a party is his music studio about 10 years ago 11 years ago mm-hmm. and did a load of ketamine and then drew all over the walls of his one of his toilets <gasps> it was a and i did like designs what all did like, you all draw with, sharp, with sharpie with a sharpie oh pen, my blah, blah, god blah. yeah yeah he and said it was okay or you just were like i'm drawing now nah, we were all <gasps> everyone was super fucked up well actually someone else had started doing some stuff <gasps> in there so i did this picture this beautiful picture of men in mars our dj group that i had at the time and i drew these like mexican oh, wrestling masks and blah, blah blah and um and my friend uh, told me that he loved it afterwards. <laughs> Apparently, he like said to her, "Oh, I really like those designs. Who are the men in masks?" And she was like, "Oh, it's my friend Jeff. Why?" And he was wow. like, "Oh, he drew all over my bathroom." And like, she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And he went, "No, no, no, I really loved it." Well, so, God bless. There you go. So he's all right. He's cool. There you go. He's chill. He's he's rich. chill. You can draw on his walls in Sharpie. He's rich. Just don't have a party right, anybody- and have everyone around doing lots of drugs in your studio if you don't want people to fuck your shit up. True. You're not wrong. Actually, I am wrong. I'm a piece of shit. I was a kid. I was dumb. I, I was a I don't th- scumbag. I think that you are. You shouldn't expect it, but you shouldn't be surprised by there it. There you go. There you go. If it happens, if you, you know, if, if I had a party in my space, I invite people I know, or if say to them, if you're going to bring a friend, make sure they're good fucking people. Make sure they're people you know, you trust. Right. Blah 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 blah. Right. Whereas I was like, but yeah, I honestly, honestly, I don't have. I don't think there is anyone on this planet. Wait, 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 wait. You know who I'd freak out a little bit about meeting? Who? Here's the scenario that would make me at home jump around and jiggle a little bit. And okay. I'd go to my girlfriend and be like, you'll never fucking guess what. If Christopher Walken oh, I love invited me over for yeah. pears and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> chicken with pears. Damn. Crunchy. <laughs> I love him. I, I love would Christopher Walken. Love that. And actually, I'll tell you who I... And again, I didn't freak out. This is someone who I admire incredibly. But I, when I met him and had a nice little conversation with him, I was very chill. But um, yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart, the actor Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. Okay. I think he's one, cool. of the, one of the best actors that has ever lived. He's incredibly yeah. talented. And he's so humble and unassuming... In real life, and such a fucking right. legend, and uh, yeah. but I, I'm not gonna lie. There was a part of me like, as I was waiting to say hello, because it was after a Q and A thing yeah. for BAFTA, and I was I was 
you know, gonna get introduced to him so I could have a little chat with him. And I was like, the whole time I was waiting, I was just going, oh my God, don't say anything stupid, don't say anything stupid. What should I say, what should I say? Should I say blah, blah, blah. You know, like, right. if you ever have to pre- Would you think, land on? I just went, I wanna be inside of you so much. And he was, he like walked away. But it was he a was moment, like, we shared right. a moment. You know, his eyes, like his pupils dilated and I knew he, he wanted you. it. Right. Wow. No, I didn't say that. I just, so I just said to him, uh, I spoke very honestly. I think when you meet people that you admire, you should speak very much from the heart and speak to them like a real person. So I said, I said, I said, uh, I said, uh, Sir Patrick, it's an absolute honor to meet you. Uh, I said, I hope it doesn't, I, you can, I can tell from the conversation you've just had for the last hour and a half that you're a very humble gentleman, but I hope it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable for me to say that I think you're an inspiration to oh that's to really young nice. actors and uh and 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 and, and I, I i i hope you continue to thrive and succeed um for many decades to come and he was like yeah he was like that's that's such a nice thing to say you're such a that wow what a wonderful chap you are blah blah, blah. what do you do what do you do and i was like i'm a i'm a stand-up and an actor actually he's like really where do you do that and so we had a nice little chat and we talked for about five minutes and then and then um that's nice see that's it. a nice encounter motherfucker i know I know. That's a nice encounter. Yeah. I'm holding it down. What would you say if you met the rock? Never had person? a problem with. Oh my god! I okay. I would ask him number one to pick me up, and carry me around. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, just pick me up like a baby, and carry me around because I don't think that it would. Do you think that's like, a fe- that's fetish though? That's fetish. That is no, 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 not in not like I don't mean like it like a baby, baby. I'm just saying like pick me up. No, like, no, I'm not saying put you me. in adult diapers. I'm saying scoop the idea me. of being scooped up by a giant man yep. is absolutely has sexual undertones that you love feeling no, tiny no. in his it's giant all- arms. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, that's like if I think if I saw him, I would say, please, can you can you pick me up? Because I, I would love I would just love to be picked up by and him. And he'd probably say, I don't think my wife would find that appropriate for me to and be I would picking go, young uh, and girls And then I would up. go, I'm going to need you to pick me up. Oh, so and now you would, start threatening him. Okay, so now he doesn't know if you're threatening him. him. And then I would jump on him. Yeah, and then he'd go, get the fuck off me. What the fuck is right. wrong with you? Right. And what are you going to say yeah. then? Oh, I would be like, thanks so much. For- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, this was great. I, like- I would love that. I would really love that, honestly. And that's it. I used you to have his autograph. Bridges. I don't know where it is. I used to have his autograph. I don't know where well, it is. If you're is, a real but fan, I, I you would have got it tattooed him. above your vagina. I know I should have. I really should have. Or on your lower back. I moved and I can't find it since I moved. Uh, real talk. But Do you love him face. enough that if you met him and he said, hey, do you want me to... Uh, give you a, a little signature on your arm or whatever. Oh, of course. Do what you mean, think, do would you, yeah. would you get that tattooed on you? The rock's signature? Um, I don't think so. I, I think that, um, that would be really funny. I think that if, if everybody knew that I did it to be ironic, like to be like as a joke and not seriously, then I would probably do it. But I would have to like spend the rest of my life explaining to people like this isn't, you know, serious, <laughs> but this isn't serious. Yeah. But I just I put let ink him under do my it. skin. I touch, I, right, right. And it was so the rock funny. signature. That I mean, that's definitely serious. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Hearing. Yeah. There's no way to like make it funny because it's like crazy no matter what. Yeah. You know. I just think you know what it is though. I think it's also um, time spent in that realm because you know firsthand. The look, look. 
this movie is going to come out and i'm i'm despite the the lack of cinema viewings because they're, they're right. releasing it now and all of that business i still hope it's going to be very successful because there's a number of people in it yourself pete derek included that i really yeah, hope ricky it's a huge velez. ricky yeah. velez as well of course of course ricky, ricky velez. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't um isn't carlo in it as well Giancarlo, Giancarlo, what's his name? Um, his his other fucking buddy, part of the Ricky and Pete crew. There's a three of them. He's got to be in it. He's in everything they do together. Anyway, Fat I Baby know, guys. Who's know. the other guy who does Fat Baby? Giancarlo. Oh, Julio. Julio. That's it. Right. Um. I no. He's not. He's not in it. No. Wow. They must have fallen out. He. Um, no. <laughs> what? Is, what are you doing here? Gossip. Here's the deal. <gasps> It's going to be huge. I certainly hope it's a huge success. Um, and you know that as you continue to have more of those milestones, you're going to meet more and more of these heroes, more and more of these people that you idolize, and you're going to see them in different lights. You're going to see The Rock sitting at a bar at a fucking um, at a Cannes Film Festival, and you're going to be there promoting your new movie, Carly Aquilino, is the, this is a dream. The, this the is Queen dream. of Brooklyn. Oh, no, wait, sorry. That Queen fucking uh, Aquafina already did that. Anyway, whatever, something like that. Your vehicle comes around and you're going to be there promoting right. it. And The Rock's going to see and he's going to go, hey, you're the chick who tweeted me. And you're going to be like, hey, yeah, you're The Rock. And she's going to be like, he's going to be like, I'll be like the, hey, I've seen the adverts for your movie. It looks pretty cool. Congratulations. You're going to be like, wow, thanks. And you're going to sit and you're going to have a, a cup of fucking peppermint tea and you're going to talk. Well, I would never drink peppermint tea, but I... Whatever, whatever. That's what he drinks. Right. It's The Rock. You're going to drink what The Rock drinks, okay? And halfway through the conversation, The Rock is going to go, go, hey, hey, level with me, right? You're, you're Sicilian, right? You're from New York, upstate New York originally, right? Yeah, and you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to go, he's gonna go well, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's going to go, he's going to go, he's going to go, be honest. Trump's made some pretty good decisions, right? <laughs> I mean, look at the economy. And what are you going to, in that moment, you're going to realize what all of us are realizing. You're going to go, every single one of these go, fuck Hello? nuggets. <laughs> Hello? Come pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> and what we realize in that moment is that every single person is a person. Is a person. Yes. Every person is a person. And I've got to remember true. that. So listen, I'm going to take this conversation and apply. Right. Right. Crystalia, Bert Kreischer. Ugh. It hurt me. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's do it. Let's do it right. Okay. Let's do it right. Let's turn this thing around. Let's end on okay. the positive. Okay, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be positive. No, it is, it is. Chris D'Elia and Bert Kreischer, I'm talking to you directly now. I've okay. talked things through with my friend Carly, okay? And, I, and, I, and I've tried to, I've been talking about hypocrisy and, and, and celebrity and the price of fame and humanity and empathy and understanding. I get it. I do think there could be a potential that the two of you might have just hazed me out a little bit. Maybe it's some kind of in-joke because I know you're both very good friends with each other. Maybe Chris talked to Burr. Or maybe it's not even that deep. Maybe you just got annoyed that you didn't get back to me the time you said you would and then I pushed you the, a few days later to ask for a message to confirm or, or just cancel and you didn't respond. Then you felt embarrassed. But I also accept that you're just people and maybe you're just having a really shitty month or something happened yeah. on that day that really fucked you up. And then I messaged and it just, those two things align. And now you seem in a negative light because that's I was what I think happened. And it's okay, boys. It's okay. It's all right. I still think it's unprofessional, but it's okay. And it's all right. And I forgive you. And I'm only that's hurt 
because of my own insecurities, which is my desire. My insecurity is a desire to be liked by people, especially people in the industry who I consider peers or colleagues or people who are, you know, doing this job, which I fucking love and which I think is so difficult. And it hurts me to be rejected by people from my industry. And that's there my insecurity. Go. There you go. There you go. Didn't that feel good? No. I mean, I don't know if it felt good. It felt honest. It feels good. honest. Well, that's that's good. I think that's great. But it still feels like rejection, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's like a that's a shitty feeling. But you know what? If they hadn't rejected me, I would never have had the opportunity to have you on the podcast. And that was the greatest gift that's happened to me this entire quarantine. <laughs> Carly, Carly, we could be sisters and brother Aquilino. Look at us. Oh, Can yes. we be siblings? Yeah. Look. I mean, it's crazy because you're from you're from Macedonia. I'm from Macedonia. Like, if you got a little right. town, and I'm and I'm from Long Island, and we look like we're. I mean, we could we could have been separated at birth. Today, we look Twins. like we could be brother and sister. Right. Look, put put your head like this against my little screen. Just put your head no uh, the other way, other way, a bit further the other way. There you go. I'm going to give you a noogie. <laughs> all right little sis uh i love you i'm glad that oh, what, we've well, had oh what fun we've had multiple conversations over the last week um for the first time in forever e- yes. ever in ever and i, li- I like ever. this blossoming friendship i also um right. think that you're an incredibly talented woman and you have a lot Thank to offer you. the world and i'd like you to tell the world right now how they can get all of that good stuff um, you can uh, listen to my podcast, Secret Keepers Club, on Available iTunes. Available on everything. iTunes, okay, yeah. Spotify, Available SoundCloud, on everything. Google Play. Yeah, you can follow me at Carly Aquilino on Instagram, on Twitter. Hold up. Um, C-A-R-L-Y. Yes. A-Q-U-I-L-I-N-O. Wow. Carly Aquilino. That's how you, you want to spell it. it. Well, no, it's important yeah. to spell the names out, I think. For right, some... especially my last name, because like there is a Q in it. So it'll never be like a thing that people are just like, oh, cool. I know how to spell this. You know, it's not like Smith. Yeah. People are like, what? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's how you do it. Carly Aquilino on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you give her a follow right this moment. Inst- pause the podcast and go follow her right now and check out the Secret Keepers Club on all great audio platforms. Also available in video format, correct? Um, or not? N- not really, no. Oh, okay. Why not? It's I put little clips on the Patreon and then I will post like little clips on Instagram. We have a Patreon at Secret Keepers Club too. Oh, well, there you go. Patreon.com slash Secret Keepers Club. Yes. And okay, cool. yeah, I'm trying to get, I'm very new to all of that. Like this, the Zoom video chatting. I know that I sound like elderly saying that but i've never like been familiar with it so i'm kind of like slowly getting the gist of it and i have to figure out how to get like a full zoom video up on patreon because my vimeo won't let me upload it's just like a whole it's like honestly dramatic especially when you use the hands like that right oh wow i just flicked off my own mic look at that wow that's drama right that's the new move that's the new move um now final thing before we go when's the movie coming out who do you play in it the movie is coming out on June 12th. I My character's name is Tara. 
And I, I don't know exactly what platforms it's going to be on. I'm assuming they, they keep saying on demand. So I'm assuming like Apple TV, maybe Hulu or Amazon or something, you'll be able to buy it. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. exactly know. And I honestly don't think anybody knows right now. It's called um, Pete Davidson is the king of Staten Island, right? It's called the king of Staten Island. Yeah. yeah. And I have a small role. I'm just in a couple scenes. Um, my character's name is Tara. She's Best like a friend. Best scenes in the movie. Best scenes in the movie. It's it's a really special it's a really special movie. I, I actually can't I can't wait, you know. I, I, I wish everyone who's involved in it great success. And I hope honestly for Pete Davidson as well, because I look, I don't know I know Pete personally from the cellar, and he's always been a really nice guy. I think he seems like a lovely guy. He is chap. really nice. Um, he's, I, he's really nice. He's one of my closest closest people in my life. Cool. Um I don't know much about him as an actor. I've seen a couple of SNL skits. He seems to play the same character. So I'm sure that in this, he's going to be fucking exceptional because it's really very much a life story, isn't it? It's really very, like, very drawn from personal real life experiences, biogra yeah. autobiographical experiences. Right, right. And Judd is very good at doing those as a producer director, like he did with Getting to the Greek, was very much Russell Brand playing Russell Brand with most right. of his own personal life story in there exaggerated yeah. obviously and changed a bit but um and so i'm imagine this is going to be a wonderful performance from everyone involved so right oh thank you yeah i'm really excited about it i'm right. really excited about it. and when it. it comes out let me know and we, we, i want if you don't arrange one we're going to do a premiere for it we're going to have you yeah i was thinking i'm going to get all dressed up and and you know do like uh i want to do red carpet interviews of you we could do a red carpet to... interview oh i would love that i'll pretend i would I'm from love TMZ. that wait I'll bring my um, Dwayne Johnson action figure. Wait, we can pretend like it's TMZ. <laughs> Yo, Carly Aquilino. Yo, Carly, Carly, Carly. Hey, hey, did you and Pete Davidson have sex on the set? Carly, 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 oh Carly. Is it true that you and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are finger banging in the car park? Carly, Carly. Is it true that you're going to vote Trump because The Rock told you to? Carly. I love the I love the backwards hat as a TMZ um, that's, employee. That's the most TMZ thing ever. It is. Um, cool. Right, we got to go. Bye. That's love you. Best. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. She's a legend. Check her out. Carly Aquilino uh, on Twitter you. and Instagram. Secret Keepers Club and the King of Staten Island coming out June fourteenth. Twelfth. Uh, June twelfth. My bad. Sorry. Okay. Bye bye. Have a great day and thank you for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much for joining me uh, today for the live podcast. Remember, I'm going to be doing these every Tuesday and every Thursday. Um, now, those of you who are watching the video on youtube.com slash Jeff Leach TV, uh, this is what's coming up over the course of the week. I do this as my quarantine streaming schedule. Uh, this is not normal for me to do this at the end of a podcast. Normally, I just wrap it up and say thanks very much. However, today, I wanted to let you know this is what's going on. I am broadcasting six days a week live six days a mother loving week i'm here on youtube.com slash jeff leach tv on mondays wednesdays and third and fridays from 3 p.m onwards i dress up as the character of ghost from call of duty that's the character that i voice in call of duty modern warfare currently available on all consoles and pcs it's delicious um and i do that mondays wednesdays and thursdays uh, fridays 3 p.m onwards on tuesdays and thursdays we do the savage snowflake podcast at 11 a.m pst that's for an hour like the one you've just listened to or watched right now and then after that from about 2 p.m i do live stream with more gameplay more fun and games playing with my community etc etc on saturdays 12 p.m until 4 p.m. PST, 12 till 4 on Saturdays, I do a thing called Live from the Banter Bunker, 
which is me doing a whole load of different silly comedy characters, sketches, improv, storytelling, rap battling, live roasting. It all happens Saturdays, 12 till 4. So make sure you check out me on all those different platforms, youtube.com slash TV, Facebook, Jeff Leach Comedian over on there, mixer.com slash Leach, and on Periscope at Jeff Leach. And also, before I finish up the stream, thank you very much to the savages, two savages I have over here who are $50 patrons over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake. Big shout out to Dan Lloyd and Siggy Riggy. I very much appreciate you. Thanks to all the new patrons who I shouted out at the beginning of the stream as well. And I'll see you guys next time. Look after yourselves, look after each other, and wash your bloody hands.